The dust has settled at Babcock Hall at UW-Madison. After a three-year renovation, the campus can now say it has a world-class dairy research facility between the Babcock Hall dairy plant and the Center for Dairy Research. CDR Director John Lucy tells Midwest Farm Report there's excitement coming from students, faculty, and the industry to get started in the improved space. And it is much bigger. The roughly $73 million project added about 50,000 square feet on three levels to the west side of Babcock Hall. John Lucy tells me more about the renovation. And then we've renovated all the existing Babcock dairy plant and added some offices over the top of the Babcock dairy plant because we're short on space. So all in all, we've done a massive renovation plus additions. I think total square footage involved in the project was something like 70,000 square feet. What are the key differences or the key attributes to this facility that wasn't here before? We're standing right here in an auditorium that has an 80-seater auditorium that's state-of-the-art, and that's used for industry training programs. So in the the past, we had a much smaller uh, lecture room that was converted from an old-style classroom, and now we have the -the state-of-the-art auditorium for training courses. Next door to the auditorium is a culinary area for researchers to taste and grade products and host consumer panels. CDR can also use the kitchen to test their dairy products in a real-world setting. From a training point of view, in terms of doing short courses and workshops for our industry or for our students, wow, what an amazing facility. On the first floor, as we walked around, you saw a huge amount of space now devoted to all kinds of styles and types of cheeses. We actually have more than five different types of cheese vats. We saw several of them on our tour, including a copper vat that can be used to make Swiss and Alpine-style cheeses. We had vats now that have completely recipes that are controlled by computers and load cells for weighing. And then also we visited those specialty cheese caves, which really are a jewel in the crown of our facility. We have 10 of these caves that have controlled temperature, humidity, and airflow so we can make any style or type of cheese we want to do. White mold, blue mold, smear, you name it, we can make it. On the second floor, the Center for Dairy Research focuses on cultured products. They have four 40-gallon yogurt fermenters to make all kinds of styles of yogurt, two spray dryers to make milk powders and whey powders, and a shelf-stable milk beverage line. With that situation upstairs, we can make Greek yogurt, we can make cream cheese, soft cheese, yogurts, concentrated milks, powders, Everything that's not cheese, we call it. Everything that's not cheese, we make on the second floor. And for folks who may not be familiar with the Center for Dairy Research, I'm going to sum it up as a facility dedicated to the dairy industry, funded by dairy farmers. I mean, maybe you can expand on that if I, I missed anything. Yes, so I would say here here we are. We get about maybe two-thirds of our funding directly from dairy farmers through the checkoff program to Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. And then the rest of our funding primarily comes from working with the dairy industry, the companies, the manufacturers, the suppliers. We also do a lot of research, and we talked about that in our tour as well, where we support about 10 to 15 graduate students here on the campus as well that are making, we were just talking about snack cheeses, <laughs> are making yogurts, are making shelf-stable beverages. So that's important to be able to do both training, help industry, and also look for the future with some applied research in dairy products and processes. The Center for Dairy Research works with more than 150 different dairy companies every year. Not all of them are from the state of Wisconsin, but a majority are. John Lucy says the industry is very excited to see what this new facility can do. They're all super excited. In fact, we've done maybe in the past year, even before we were finished, we had more than 20 different companies do individual tours here with their staff to figure out what we were going to have and what capabilities 
community and how would we would work together. Last year for the cheese con that was here in town, we had four busloads of people come over from the conference to just walk and tour. Do you feel like it's going to be attracting more attention, either from the industry or maybe UW students? Yes, we hope so. We always did a lot of undergrads that would work and do projects here, just like you did in the dairy store. But we, we want to have more undergrads and graduate students working here, and I, we think this is a real seller for it. I'm recruiting students at the moment, this past spring, for starting grad school in the fall. And the first thing I do is I walk around this facility and say, look at all the cool things you can do here and all the products we can make as part of your research. And you can learn stuff that really looks like a modern dairy or food processing plant. Very, attract- uh, very attractive for students to see that they have a modern facility. And, and let's not forget faculty. We have to recruit faculty too. So this is a big selling point for looking around here to see the facilities we have on Babcock Hall now. For anybody interested in dairy in some shape or form, very attractive to come in and say, wow, this is world class. I could work with these guys. I've chaired a couple of searches in the last year, and that has been a factor. Yeah, in your words, is there a dairy product you can't do here? Not that I can think of. Think about anything, whether it's an ice cream, a butter, or yogurt, a specialty cheese, shelf-stable milk. There isn't a product that I can think of that we can't make. Or we couldn't figure out how to make our Brennan equipment to make. We, we can do it all here. Can you give me an example of maybe some of the research projects or that, you, that you're working on right now, whether it's with your students or whether it's with the industry? Yeah, an interesting one we're doing right now is squeaky cheese curds. We all like those fresh cheese curds. If you live near a plant and come in and see that it munch in your mouth and you get all the squeak. We're working with collaborators here on campus, and I have a graduate student that we're trying to understand what the sound is. And we put microphones in people's ears that listen to the sound as people munch on squeaky curds, and we are actually going to develop machine learning techniques to understand the squeakiness of cheese. Tell me, what's the potential of understanding the cheese's squeak? We actually, uh, it's it's funny because the first thing to do is how do you measure the squeak because it's actually the sound is inside your mouth so if it was outside you could just put a microphone behind beside something and record it but how do you record when you're munching inside your mouth because the squeakiness is happening in your mouth between your tongue and your teeth so you have to find out how can I measure that do I stick a microphone in your mouth but you're going to munch on the microphone so that's not really (laughs) feasible so we ended up figuring out that if you put it um, a sensitive microphone in in your ear The sound travels to your jawbone, up to your ear, and you're recording, because you can hear it in your ear anyway, that is squeaky. So we figured out, uh, and working with some some folks here on campus, that this could be a way to measure it. And we've actually now been able to distinguish what part of the sound is coming from the squeakiness and when cheeses are not squeaky. So we've made progress. The Center for Dairy Research is also working on making snacks out of cheese only. So if you go to the store and you buy a shelf-stable puff snack, like a cheese ball or something like that, mostly that's just a little bit of uh, coating of cheese flavor on the outside. The rest of it is starch. We are making snacks here completely 100% from cheese and expanding them. And I have a student that's working on this. Very exciting technology, all natural, high-protein type of products. Again, looking for different things we can do with cheese that we didn't do before. There's, there's no end to the kind of in- curiosity that our students and staff have here. Who calls for that kind of knowledge? Well, I think some of these wacky ideas we come up with ourselves, but we actually are talking a lot to consumers. We're talking a lot to the industry, and we come up with all kinds of things that they're struggling with. Sometimes where we come up with these projects are we sit down as teams and talk about, why can't we do this? Why can't we make this? What's the problem? Has anyone done that before? And that stimulates us to get thinking about, let's do a project. Let's see if we can make it here. 
And we have a lot of people here who have a kind of a can-do, kind of smart approach and say, well, maybe you should do this and try this and maybe let's investigate that. So that's kind of what we do here. Now I want to ask you about the shelf-stable milk products that you kind of alluded to earlier. There is space dedicated to that here at the Center for Dairy Research. When is that going to start? Where's the potential? Tell me more about the research going into shelf-stable milk products. Well, shelf-stable products are very different from the gallon jug that we're probably all familiar with. Uh, that lasts a couple of weeks, we, but we have to keep it stored in our refrigerator, and uh, it doesn't have a very long shelf life one, once it's opened. But a shelf-stable product is something we could keep for maybe up to 12 months, and we wouldn't need to keep it at all in our refrigerator. It could be in our basement. It could be in a closet. It could be anywhere. And maybe we want to put it in the refrigerator just before we drink it if we want to taste it cold. But that's something that would expand our ability to sell milk. It could go into vending machines, for example. Uh, it could go on to convenience stores and just around the store rather than just be in the dairy case. And, of course, a lot of these products could be more popular overseas, too. So with this kind of long shelf life products, we could ship beverages to Latin America, Asian markets, wherever it is. And these could be products that are high protein, low, uh, low lactose, more calcium, or f- different kind of flavors that are something that the consumers in these parts of the world would want to get. Again, the sky is the kind of limit there in terms of whatever we want to do in terms of creativity. And people may already be seeing shelf-stable dairy products on the shelves, but you say there's more opportunity out there. Yes, you probably see them if you go into like your Walgreens or other kind of convenience stores and stuff. You see maybe these are like um, recovery drinks like Ensure or shakes and things like that you might see that are not in a refrigerated case. They're just sitting out on the counter. You'll see some of those already right now. But he says the capacity out there is limited and it's hard to do innovation work on it. You have to go to places like Texas and there's like a six or eight month wait list to get into the plant to do any trial work. And you have to be a pretty big manufacturer or producer to get into that kind of facility because they have a long queue of people. So we would be able to help entrepreneurs or small businesses get started in here. With our facility, we could make a couple hundred bottles of a shelf-stable beverage in an afternoon, more than enough for them to do some consumer testing with their new product or new beverage. To me, it's about how can we expand that range of products that people might already be using uh, beyond what we're seeing today. So that's maybe a whole bunch of different flavors or maybe different type of differentiated products. He says he doesn't see any limit to how creative they can get in developing new shelf-stable dairy products. That's Center for Dairy Research Director John Lucy. He says the equipment has arrived for the shelf-stable manufacturing. They just have to install it and commission it, and he expects to be operating that machinery by the end of the year. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.